The Biden DOJ is trying to deport white Christian immigrants. Mr. Reagan. An East Tennessee family may be forced to leave the country. Originally from Germany, they settled in Morristown almost 15 years ago. 10 News reporter Vinay Simlot joins us from the newsroom to explain why the federal government says the family must return to Germany. Vinay? Rob and John, they moved to the U.S. in 2008 because German laws don't let parents homeschool their children. Uwe Romanka says the schools in Germany were teaching an anti-Christian sentiment. Uwe says the German government fined him and his wife for homeschooling their children. They fled to Morristown in 2008 seeking asylum. An appeals court ruled against their asylum. They have not shown that Germany's enforcement of its general school attendance law amounts to persecution against them, the judge wrote. Now, the Ramaikas have stayed here since that ruling through an understanding with ICE. They're required to check in with immigration agents every six months to a year. Now they say they're working with their attorneys to figure out what's next. All right, before we get into it, I want you to go to hslda.org slash Romeke, that's R-O-M-E-I-K-E, and I want you to sign the petition to help these people. And if you want to donate some money, you can also do that through this website. All right, so good Christian family persecuted by the German government. Honestly, why do they even have this stupid law? You can't homeschool your children. I thought Germany was over the whole totalitarian dictatorship thing. Apparently not. I mean, how stupid is this law? You must be indoctrinated into the German anti-Christian culture. No, 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 no. We can't have any good Christians in Germany anymore. We want to sterilize any kind of traditional German Christianity out of the society. Now, that's a great direction. The, the one thing that drove Western civilization and allowed Europe and America to thrive technologically while still holding on to a duty-bound sense of morality. No, 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 no. We don't want to do that. We want pure atheism because that will imbue everyone with the sense of purpose that we all need in our lives. I mean, it worked so well in the Soviet Union. Am I right? Honestly, what the hell is wrong with Germany? My ancestors were German immigrants, devout Christians. So this, it's kind of personal to me. But okay, you know what? If Germany is going to do this stupid stuff, right? Drive out the best people in their society. Well, you know what? Great. We'll take them. America will take them. We are taking in a lot of low-skilled laborers, a lot of people who maybe don't have the strongest moral compass, quite a lot of drug dealers, gang members, criminals. So this is a refreshing change. Just look at these people. These are the immigrants we want. And the truth is, we need more white immigrants. You did not just say that. You know what, guys? I love saying provocative stuff in these videos. And that, that is a big one. I know people are going to hear that and they're going to go, oh, I mean, even conservatives are going to hear me say that. And they're going to go, oh, Chris, that's racist. Now that's racist. But currently we prioritize non-white immigrants. Now that is definitely racist. The current system is racist. What I'm proposing is absolutely not racist. And I'll explain in one moment. But first, of course, I have to sell you something. Do you want to take control of your financial future, but you don't know where to start? Noble Gold Investments understands. Investing in precious metals may sound confusing, but the team at Noble Gold Investments, they make it easy. Let's hear from some actual Noble Gold Investments customers. One customer says, the staff answered all my questions and helped me every step of the way. Another says, no pressure sales tactics, just honest guidance. And finally, securing my future is less stressful 
thanks to Noble Gold's expertise. So look, don't settle for financial uncertainty. They will suggest options and see if you can diversify into gold and silver. Right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free 5-ounce Silver America the Beautiful Bullion coin for qualified accounts. Don't settle for financial uncertainty. Noble Gold Investments has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. Why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. Noblegoldinvestments.com, the only gold company that I trust. All right, so this is from Channel 10 News in Tennessee. The a, a Morristown family from Germany fears deportation after more than 15 years in the U.S. So the family, with the help of the U.S. Homeschool Defense Association, appealed to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. A three-judge panel unanimously ruled against the family. They have not shown the fa- that Germany's enforcement of its general school attendance law amounts to persecution against them, Judge Jeffrey Sutton wrote for the court. Now, I looked into Je- uh, Judge Jeffrey Sutton, and he's a good dude. He's a conservative. So I'm not really sure what the hell he's thinking here. I mean, I I can only assume that he's one of these like super by the book people who are like, oh, technically you didn't fill out the right form and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, haven't you heard of judicial discretion? You could just be like, oh, instead of working with the, what do you call it? The letter of the law, you work with the spirit of the law. You understand what these people are going through, that they are being persecuted just because they didn't fill the form out correctly or whatever. You're saying that they can't stay here. I mean, we're letting in like a quadrillion illegal immigrants every day. And you're like, oh, nope, this nice German Christian family has to go. What are you doing, man? Just let these people in. Romica, I think they're called Romica. Romica said two weeks ago, an immigration agent asked his family to return in four weeks with German passports and to prepare to self-deport. Our oldest children were in school, in the German public schools, and their uh, personality literally changed, Romica said. We We wanted to help them to grow up in what they believed in and what we believed in and not get basically indoctrinated with something we don't want. Romica said that since he and his wife moved to the U.S., they've had two more children and two of their adult children are married to U.S. citizens. They work here. Everything's here in America, Romica said. We don't have any place to live there. I don't have any work to provide for my family over there. Bowden said that the attorneys are working to make sure that the Romica family can stay in the U.S. And I hope that that story ends well. I hope that, you know, they can stay here. But this is ridiculous. I mean, it's a stupid thing. Like, this is, should be like an open and shut case. Oh, you're being persecuted and you're Christians. Okay, we're going to take you here in America. It's like the, an actually appropriate use of the asylum law. But so many people are lying. Like, so many people are just coming in and like saying, oh, I need asylum. But they're lying. I've literally met people who have admitted to me that they've lied about their need for asylum. And these people actually need asylum. And we're like, nope, sort yourselves out judicial system, immigration people, DOJ. So at the top of the show, I said something very provocative. I said that we need more white immigrants. And I said that many people are going to say, that's racist. And I said, no, our current system of prioritizing non-white immigrants is racist. So allow me to explain. You see, this is not really a racial issue. It's a cultural issue. It just so happens that race often coincides with culture, which is why people get so, you know, get it all mixed up all the time. Multiculturalism is a failed experiment. If you bring a mass of people who have a distinctly different culture, distinctly different values than you have into your culture, well, then you erode your own culture. You potentially destroy your own culture. And it may not seem like it at first, but this does happen. You know, you bring in a few people from diversity of culture and it's fine. You know, they can assimilate or whatever. You bring in a crap ton of people all at once. They're not going to assimilate. They're just going to group together and do their own thing. And then you've got a culture clash there. Now, leftists claim that they want to protect 
gay men and trans women. And so logically, you know, they would maybe not want to prioritize immigration from Islamic countries. But after Trump signed Executive Order 13769, which is called Protecting the Nation from Foreign Terrorist Entry into the United States, leftists labeled this executive order the Muslim ban, and they called Trump a racist. And there's a lot of ugly realities that leftists, they don't really consider because they have these very strict ethical categories and checkboxes. And if you don't check the boxes, well, then you're an evil racist or you're, you know, you're a homophobe or some other kind of bigot. And several of these boxes are about not talking about reality, not thinking about reality and actively pretending that difficult realities don't exist. So when I say that we need more white immigrants, what I'm really trying to say is that the majority of immigrants should be from a culture similar to your own. These people will easily integrate into society seamlessly. You, and you, look, you need people from a culture that will not violently clash with the native culture. So when they say that, you know, we need more white immigrants, the more white immigrants I'm talking about would be a product of an appropriate immigration policy. They would not be the driver of, uh, an, of any immigration policy. Now, I'm here in Sweden at the moment, and the Swedes have a very particular culture. They are very quiet, they are very polite, and they are all strictly distant. That is, they don't, you know, you don't talk about your life or you start up a friendly chat if you don't know somebody. That's just how the Swedes are. They're very distant. You know, you just conduct the business that you have with a person courteously and quietly, and then you move uh, on along your way. It's a very pleasant and polite culture. Um, but it, it is very private and it's very isolating. And most importantly, it is quiet. You know, it, in the busiest stores in Stockholm, it is almost silent. I mean, except when I come in and I'm very funny and charming. So <laughs> you can hear laughing. So, but anyway, I'm walking down this boulevard in Stockholm called Strandvagen. And this girl is explaining to me that this is basically where, all, you know, some of the richest people in Stockholm live. And you know, they have their happy, quiet Swedish lives. But in recent years, there's this trend with the immigrants in Sweden to modify their cars to be as loud as possible. And they'll drive these cars down the Strandvagen just to annoy the people who live there. And I mean, OK, it's kind of funny, you know, whatever. When it, you know, it's a few teenagers annoying a few rich people, maybe it's not really that big of a deal. But when you have masses of these immigrants, well, that can become a problem because a loud culture will always destroy a quiet culture. A disrespectful culture will always destroy a respectful culture. A criminal culture will always destroy a lawful culture. And a violent culture will always destroy a peaceful culture. To create an elegant, well-organized, disciplined, respectful populace with shared values, it's very difficult. And it takes a very long time. And it's even more difficult to maintain this culture. But to break things is easy. Beautiful, sophisticated cultures are like delicate palaces made of glass. If you bring in a bunch of people who do not respect the glass palace, folks who think it's ugly or pretentious or resent it for being nicer than where they live, well, then they're not going to maintain it. They're going to destroy it. Because as I said, breaking things is easy. I have met many immigrants from all over the world living in Los Angeles, and I can tell you that many of these people are perfectly comfortable committing crimes. And they will talk about it openly, committing fraud, theft, even sexual assault or murder. In some cultures, this stuff isn't even considered horrific like it is in the U.S. I looked up countries in which spousal abuse is considered acceptable. Congo, Senegal, Cambodia, Zambia, and Egypt. These are not white countries, <laughs> okay? Now, lefties, I'd like to address you for a moment. Do we want American culture to shift 
in a way such that spousal abuse is considered more acceptable. No? Okay, well then, maybe let's not bring in hordes of immigrants from these countries. And in some cultures, sexual assault isn't always considered unethical. The countries with the highest incidence of this kind of vicious crime are, according to my sources, Botswana, Lesotho, Bermuda, Suriname, Guyana, Congo, Equatorial Guinea, Mexico, and Costa Rica. Again, not white countries. But one of the big problems here is, as I said, cultural attitudes heavily influence the prevalence of such vicious kinds of assault crimes. So this is not just a problem of bringing in criminals. It's a problem of bringing in those with a particular attitude or value influenced by their culture. Because if enough of them are coming into this country, they're going to influence the attitudes and values in this country. And if you want the attitudes and values to turn toward complacency or even acceptance of sexual assault, well then by all means, prioritize immigration from these regions. But if you want to maybe veer away from that, maybe let's prioritize folks from other cultures. Now, I actually left out a couple of countries on this list. Sweden, where I'm currently staying, and South Africa. Two white countries. Two white countries have one of the highest levels of sexual assault anywhere in the world. And I'll give you one guess why these countries have a high rate of sexual assault. It's not Swedish culture, I can tell you that. All right, let's simplify this. Even if you just want to use one criteria, a single criteria to determine the prioritization of immigrant countries to this country, the best criteria would probably be crime rate, right? We want low crime in America, right? That's that's a valid ambition, I think. Okay, so we want low crime, so we prioritize people from low crime countries. What are the lowest crime countries in the world? Switzerland, Luxembourg, Norway, Iceland, Denmark, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Slovenia, Slovakia, Portugal, Malta, New Zealand, Ireland, Canada, Hungary, Finland, Croatia, Germany, and Austria. You notice a pattern here with these countries? Now, there are five countries that I left off the list just to make this point clear, right? Just to create the pattern, make the pattern obvious. But the five countries I left out are Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, Bahrain, and Bhutan. These five countries are also very super low in crime. So here's my compromise, Democrats. If you want diversity so dang much, let's prioritize folks from these 24 countries, five of which are not majority white. There's your diversity right there. And I know diversity is super important to you. Super important. So we'll have a rational prioritization and we'll also get a bit of that diversity that you're so obsessed with. Now, in researching this video, I did read a few articles by leftists arguing that we need to prioritize diversity in immigration. And of course, what they really meant was we need more non-white immigrants. And they use an absolutely ridiculous argument. This is their argument. They all argued, every article I read about this, they all argued the same thing. They argued that merit-based immigration policies, right, because Trump was trying to implement a merit-based immigration policy, immigration policies that favor those who are highly educated or whatever other criteria, you know, being maybe not a criminal or something like that. These kind of policies, they're advocated, they say, by racists, and therefore, the policies themselves are racist. And honestly, this argument genuinely pisses me off. This is the Hitler's dog fallacy. And I don't know if it's called the Hitler's dog fallacy, but that's what I call it. Because Hitler had a dog, ladies and gentlemen. He did. He had a dog. And therefore, if you have a dog, you are literally Hitler. Well, no. Lots of people have dogs, and they are not anything like Hitler. Merit-based systems, systems that favor the best quality people in the world, 
These are not racist systems just because some racists like these ideas. And look, the reason I don't mind talking about all this stuff so openly is that I know myself very freaking well. And I know that I don't give one crap about your race. White, black, brown, yellow, blue, whatever. I don't care what color you are. Some of my favorite conservative philosophers, Thomas Sowell, Dinesh D'Souza, not white, and we all love Larry Elder, Candace Owens. These are all legends in the conservative movement. We don't care about the color of their skin. We care about their ideas. We care about who you are. We do not care what you are. This is the conservative way. We care what you believe, how you act, who you are as an individual. But the left, they want to prioritize diversity at the cost of all else. That is, they want to prioritize non-white immigration. And in order to convince voters that this is a good idea, Democrats pretend that the reason that we conservatives want a more rational immigration policy is because we're all secretly racists. Well, of course, they say that because they have no valid arguments. And so all they can do is cast aspersions. But why are they so obsessed with non-white immigrants? Well, because they know that the majority of white Americans vote Republican and the majority of non-white Americans vote Democrat. That's it. That is their entire reasoning. They're trying to stack the deck in their favor and to increasingly stack it with every subsequent generation. Democrats are con artists, and this is just another con. But that's just the reason why leftist politicians like non-white immigrants. But why do Democrat voters seem to be so viciously racist against white people? Well, I think they just like brown things. And I know that sounds like a joke, and yeah, okay, it is kind of a joke, but uh, it's also kind of true. Single leftist atheist women in Los Angeles, where I lived for the past 12 years, these chicks are all health nuts. They are radical environmentalists. They love nature and natural things. Plastic, that's terrible. Wood, good. And plastic is often white. Wood is brown. White bread, not that healthy for you. Whole wheat bread, much healthier. White rice, not great. Brown rice, great. White people, so there you go. That's the leftist logic. And it's funny because, okay, yes, I am making a joke. But again, it's kind of true. I think that they do really think this way. White people have a very sophisticated, complex culture. We live in very heavily engineered homes and business offices comprised of maybe thousands of composite materials. We rely on astonishingly complex and sophisticated technologies in our everyday lives. And we often live on a diet of processed foods. And I think leftists look at everyone with brown skin and they think those people, they, they live a more primitive life, a more natural life, and therefore they're better people. And I think that's real. I think leftists really do believe that. The, the more primitive the culture, the more value a leftist places on that culture. And I had a discussion with a Swedish guy about this, and I said that if you went to a primitive village in the Brazilian rainforest and dropped in a McDonald's, that would be a cultural tragedy to him. But if you drop a couple million Africans into Sweden, no problem for him at all. And he agreed that this was quite uh, silly of him to, to think that, but he claimed that this is, this is why he, how he defended this as rational. He said that Sweden has no culture to preserve, and so it didn't matter if it was destroyed. And that's an argument that I've gotten from a few Swedes out here, and you know I've also heard this fairly often in America as well, and it's very sad. A, a lot of times, you know, it's difficult to see the value of a thing when you are enveloped in it. And it's not until that thing is gone that you really appreciate it. But then it's gone. It's lost forever. I made a further point to this uh, Swedish guy that uh, American and European cultures are actually more worth protecting because although the primitive cultures might be more fascinating to us, the introduction of modern technologies will inevitably destroy their culture. 
And this creates an ethical dilemma. Is it ethical to prohibit primitive cultures from accessing modern technologies in order to force them to preserve their culture? Or is it better to give them access to modern medicine, modern conveniences afforded by technological advancements to improve their quality of life? But there is no such ethical dilemma with regard to technologically advanced cultures in the modern era. The destruction of our cultures has no benefit to us at all. It is merely destructive. I asked him to name one benefit of multiculturalism besides a broader variety of cuisine, and he literally laughed out loud because broader variety of cuisine was the best argument he had. That's what he was going to say. That was it. He genuinely could not think of another benefit. And I made the point that Swedes can travel abroad and they can learn exotic recipes. You didn't even need to import that stuff. And of course, he had to agree. And I made the argument that I made before in this video that you need like cultures to integrate. If if you want people to integrate into Swedish society, it would be far better to bring in Norwegians or Germans. They would integrate seamlessly into Swedish society, far more elegantly than an African or a Syrian. And he accepted all of this as well. In fact, he accepted all of my arguments as valid, admitted I was right about everything. And then he said, I just prefer having more immigrants. And by immigrants, of course, he meant exotic brown people from cultures incompatible with the culture of Sweden. Digging a little bit further, I discovered the truth. This guy just likes exotic women. That's his thing. I mean, I had to laugh. Look, immigration is an inevitable part of the ever-shrinking world in which we live. As more countries develop into fully modern nations, as education increases, as technologies make it easier to travel and cheaper... And as the world population increases, we will get more and more people trying to move into the richest, most beautiful, charming, best developed, safest, and best regions of the world, the places with the highest quality of life. These are the places that are going to attract everyone, and so you will have immigration. But you cannot afford mass immigration of foreigners from cultures utterly divergent from your own. You will destroy your own culture, and you will probably destroy your country. Better to bring in families of German Christians who just want to homeschool their kids. Heck, if we could mass immigrate millions of German homeschooled families, maybe we'd actually improve the culture in America instead of destroying it. But instead, these are the people we're rejecting. Meanwhile, the southern border is still wide open and the Biden administration seems intent on attracting as many foreign-born drug traffickers, criminals, and gang members as possible. They don't care as long as the children of these people vote Democrat. Okay, before I go, be sure to go to that uh, website I told you, uh, hslda.org slash Romica uh, to sign the petition or to donate or whatever. The link will be in the description below. Oh, and pray. Pray for these folks. And remember, it's not that a liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to.